Good evening, good evening. Not quite sure what's going on here. But it is air firm, so <laughs> we are finally come to the end of Hilfus Yehud. The last year of Hilfus Yehud, Mesham after Yomtov will discuss other subjects. I haven't even thought about what, because Yomtov is still in between. And in two weeks' time we aim Hashem to give the free case up shit. Um, let's finish off the halakhas of Yechud. I would have liked to have spent a year going recapping everything that we've learned in brief all the practical elements of Yechud that we've discussed in, in, in the previous shurim, but unfortunately circumstances sometimes overtake your life and I'm afraid that's not going to happen. Put it on a piece of paper for you. If you, you go find me a secretary, then I'll, I'll try and do that. <laughs> but to, to do that now between now and Yomtev is almost impossible almost impossible but it's actually a very good idea if I did have the time I would do it we'll see let's see where we go we've still got two subjects in Hilfah's Yechud sorry minicap we've got two subjects in Hilfah's Yechud that we need to discuss tonight one is the subject of Yechud on journeys journeys means on buses cars trains minicabs etc etc traveling at night, traveling during the day, which roads are considered problematic, which roads are not considered problematic, and, and how to try and avoid the situation of Yichud on a journey. And then we have another subject which I'd like to finish off with, which is really, in a way, one of the key elements of Yichud in society today, and that's when you have two adjacent rooms together, or one room behind another room, with the back room with men, the front room of women, or vice versa. And that's an area of Yichud which we haven't touched upon at all, which is actually quite complex. So we're going to try and, and see if we can at least run through briefly towards the end of the shit of uh, that subject. Because that really is relevant to offices and to, to visitors in the house and to, to hotels. And, and that is where the, the real problems of Yichud start. And there the, the problems are a little bit broader than everything that we've discussed tonight. And we'll discuss that when we get there. So let's talk for the moment about Travelling in a car. Travelling in a car is a problem of Yechud. We're going to talk about a single man and a single lady, but of course you all know, as we've learned until now, a one man with two ladies is also a problem. Uh, two men with one lady is not a problem, but if it's night, then two men with one lady is a problem. What we have to work out and understand is how the halachas of travelling, do they match all the parameters of Yechud that we've discussed till now, or are the parameters slightly different? Are the rules and regulations of Yechud when one's travelling different to the rules and regulations of Yechud in a home? is what's called Yechud on, on a, a road. Which roads are called Yechud and which roads are not called Yechud? And how can one get around the problem of Yechud of travelling? So let's go through, we'll go through head first, we'll just go through stage by stage different areas and different uh, aspects of Yechud when one is travelling. So we're going to talk about a man and a lady. You have a man and a lady, it's simple. If you have a man and a woman, a man and a woman travelling in a car, in a car with windows which are see-through clear windows, not tinted windows, very clear windows, Anybody walking by the car can see through the window, then in a normal circumstances, in a normal road, in a normal environment, you have no problem of Yechud. You might be traveling on a, on a normal road, you might be traveling on a side road, you may be traveling on a, on a motorway, you have no problems of Yechud because anybody passing, if they're passing by in a car, passing by, by walking, they can see into your car, they can see there's no problem at all. Plain, clear windows is the easy, easiest way to get around the problem of Yechud. If you're traveling at day, we'll discuss nighttime in, in a moment. If you're traveling a day, there's no problem of Yechud whatsoever. If you have tinted windows, then that's much more complicated. If you have a car with tinted windows and people walking by can't see in, that makes that much more complicated. The only difference, the only thing is that when you have a car with tinted windows, the drivers 
the windscreen is never tinted. That's always a clear window. So whether you are in a situation of yichud or not would depend on whether how how easy it is to be able to be seen through the front window or not be seen through the front window. If you're in a car with tinted windows and it's difficult to see through the front window, that means a passerby, in order to be able to see what's going on in the car, is going to have to put their head round the sides of the car into the front window. There are one or two people who might do that, but the average man in the street is never ever going to walk in front of the car and start staring through the front window to see what's going on in the back. You may end up with a problem of yichud in a tinted window, in a car with tinted windows. Tinted windows does make the problem of yichud a little bit more difficult. I, I don't know if this is true, but if you put a light on in a car with tinted windows, can you see through? You're a genius. An absolute genius. It's just minus 25 out. What do you do? You put your collar up. So, if you can switch a light on in the car and you can still see, you can see through the tinted windows, fine, and of course you have no problem. Or if you are stuck, as Mrs. Davidoff says, what do you do? Uh, wind down the window. If it's Montreal, minus 25 degrees, minus 30 degrees centigrade, you're, you don't really want to wind down the window, you have a problem. You have a problem. Travelling on a bus, therefore, now you can take a coach. Very often coaches have tinted windows. Coaches have tinted windows and they are a real problem. And if they have tinted windows and there's only you and the driver on the bus, you have a problem of yichud. It's a real problem of yichud. You can be in the middle of Golders Green Road, you have a problem of yichud because no one walking by or driving by has the ability, or even if another bus goes by, has the ability to see into the window. The front window is so high that even if, you, if somebody was standing in front of the window and looked at the back of the bus, you wouldn't see what's going on. And if you have a problem of yichud, you're in a situation of yichud on a bus with tinted windows with just you and the driver. If, however, the windows are not tinted, they're, they're clear, then even though a passerby can't see in because the windows are very high, but another bus coming by would be able to see in. And there's buses coming back on the forwards on most roads. Uh, in most situations, unless you're in a real, really a side road where it's not possible for a bus to come by, then you'd have a problem. But otherwise, you would have no problem of vehicles in a bus with clear windows. But tinted windows, you could have a serious problem. So if you get on the bus from Yerushalayim to Bnei Brak, or Yerushalaym to Tel Aviv, or wherever it may be, and you're the only passenger there, it's very unlikely, you're the only passenger there, and the driver happens to be a, a man, and you have to be a woman, then, you, and it's a tinted window bus, you have a serious problem. You have a serious problem. The advice is get off the bus and go wait for the next one. If you're travelling in a taxi, with a guy, the guy doesn't help you at all. Same problem. Same problem. The guy's worse. You can have two guys, three guys, four guys. Doesn't help. He can have as many guys as you like. The guy doesn't help. That's the problem. Going in a taxi. You have the same problem. In a taxi, on an average taxi is, is uh, you're in a car, a, ma- a woman with a taxi driver, if the windows are tinted you'd have the same problem. The windows are clear and you don't have a problem. If you're in a black taxi where you have a mechitza, you have a barrier between you and the driver, and then you're okay. That's considered two separate rooms. We're not worried the driver's going to come out of the back, out of his driver's cab, a cabin, and then come into the back through the, through the side, but you go out the other, the other door. It's not a problem. You're not in a situation of yichud. That's absolutely fine. Take a black cab, you're fine. Even with tinted windows, it makes no slightly difference. You're not in a situation of yichud. A normal taxi, where the, technically the driving come over the seats, so you are in a situation of yichud. You're in a situation where you're together with a, with a, with a man, be it the driver, be it another man, then you have a problem of yichud, unless the windows are open, the windows are clear, and they, the outside, the passersby can see what's going on. What's called a road? that's a problem of Yechud, and which roads are not a problem of Yechud. 
Now, during the day, almost every road will be fine. Almost every road, unless you're really out in the country, in the middle of nowhere, where there's no passers-by from, for hours on end, right in the middle of, of the back of beyond, then you'd have a problem of Yichud as well. But you shouldn't be there, and there's no reason why a person should be there with a man, why a man and a woman should be on their own in the back of beyond. And uh, unless the husband and wife doesn't really, uh, a color could have a problem where there could be a problem with but in practicality it's, it's unusual. An average road during the day with a car with clear windows, you don't have a problem with Yechud. On the main road, you don't have a problem with Yechud. On the side road, you don't have a problem with Yechud. There's passes by on almost every single road regularly. You, you'll never be comfortable to get up to something that you don't want to be getting up to in front of another person on any residential road or any public road that, that's in the area here or anywhere because you always be worried somebody will be walking by and there's always a risk of somebody walking by when it comes to night when it comes to night then the story changes at night everything is different at night you have a, a, a problem of you in a car because there's no passers by if however you're coming on a main road now I once came back from out of town at 3 o'clock in the morning and I drove down from Highfield Avenue to Princess Park Avenue it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I counted how many cars passed, passed by me from that. How many? 100 yards? 200 yards? 300 yards? I've never measured it. Not very, a very short space, very short uh, stretch of road. I think there were six cars that passed me in either direction in, in that, that, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Goldsgreen Road is busy 24 hours a day. It's busy 24 hours a day. I'm sure you can tell me you go to the hospital in the middle of the night. Goldsgreen Road is busy 24 hours a day. Most main roads in this country are busy 24 hours a day. You go along the motorway at night, you can be stuck in traffic for four hours. It doesn't make a difference what time of the day or night it is. There are cars coming on both sides of the road all hours of the day and all hours of the night. So main roads are no problem with you at all, at all, day or night. We have no, no worry. In the olden days, when nobody travelled at night, then once you hit 10, 11 o'clock at night, the roads became quiet and everyone's at home going to sleep, then there was a problem with Yichud at night. The, the situation at night changed. The, the situation with Yichud changed at night because there was no passers by. But nowadays, there's, there's passers by. However, where there is a problem is when it comes to the side roads. The side roads, there's very rarely people walking up and down or driving up and down the side roads. It's possible that on the odd occasion somebody came home late from work or came home late from out of town from the Hasmat and they will drive up the side roads. But Bederich Klal, as an average, you can stand on a side road on any of the, the gardens coming off Golders Green Road or any of the side roads coming off Golders Green Road and you stand there for an hour, you won't see a car. Two hours, you won't see a car. So the side roads, you have a problem of Yichud. So if you're getting a lift back from out of town at night and it's only you and a male, a man in the car, then when it, you can come through the main roads, you can come through the motorways, main roads, no problem at all. But if you want to be dropped off outside your house on the side road, there you have a problem. What you have to ask the gentleman is speaking, he stopped me at the end of the road and take and walk the last bit of the journey, the last few hundred yards on your own. Two, three, couple, one, I'm very sorry. There's no train. <coughs> Even in, a, in a, a, an area which is primarily a non-Jewish area. Now we know that non-Jews are not considered, as we just mentioned before, non-Jews are not considered protected. A non-Jew is what we consider a porous. Not, they don't protect you from a situation of Yechud. You can be in an environment, one woman with a, a hundred, a thousand non-Jewish men, a problem of Yechud. If you're one woman on an airplane with a load of men, you have a problem. You have a serious problem. It's, it's almost un, in, impossible to happen, but practically, technically speaking, you would have a problem. One woman with a thousand men is a problem. A, a non-Jew is not considered a shaman. So therefore, if you are traveling through a non-Jewish area, it would be logical to say that the stake changes. The, the stakes change and you may have a problem of vehicles. so therefore when you're driving a taxi from here to central London 
you're going to have to make sure that there's no situation you're in the car but the answer to that is we, we don't say that we say that just like you're a Jew traveling through a non-Jewish area there are other Jews who might be traveling through a non-Jewish area and there's no areas in London where Jews don't frequent either they're looking to buy a property or they're looking to, to get to the stations or wherever it is they're busy Jews get everywhere and since they get everywhere you can assume that there's a, a worry that if you are in a non-Jewish area that you might come to see another Jew passing by and that we consider it again or it's just a public place and there's not a problem of you Understandably, if you have three women in the car, or two men in the car, who are Jewish men who are kshayu, then there's no problem of yichud at all. There's no worry. Now, at night, Chazal came along with a new interesting problem. When it comes to night, or even on a journey, when a person goes on a journey for a long, on a long distance, Chazal was worried about a, a specific scenario which might arise, and is very likely to arise when you're traveling on a journey, and therefore they actually said you have to have an extra shame in the car. So we know that three women would be okay, two women is yichud. So if you had a man traveling with three women, technically speaking that's okay. Chazal, however, were very worried. What would happen if somebody needs to go to the bathroom? They're on a journey. They need to go to the bathroom. Now, imagine the old days when they were on a journey. So what they do? They stopped in the middle of a field, the middle of nowhere, and you had to walk till you found a, a secluded area. You could walk five minutes, you could walk ten minutes. You had to walk way, way from where the carriage was driving, and then you end up leaving the man and the two women, and therefore a situation of yichud would arise. Therefore, Chazal obligated us to have an extra shomer on a journey. When it comes to journey, we need four women. That way, or three men. That way, if one of the men went <coughs> to the bathroom, or one of the women had to, had, to, had to move off to the side, the situation that would be left behind would still be a situation of a non-yichud. There would be one man and three women, or two women or two men, whatever the dynamics are. Now, that's questionable whether today, in today's world, that's relevant. Because nowadays, we don't stop at the side of the road to go to the bathroom. We stop off at the service station. And that service station, there's no problem with the service stations are busy. You go to the service station at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's teeming with people. Where they're coming from, I've got no idea, but it's teeming with people. You stop in the middle of a service station, there's cars coming in, cars going out, men running, kids running, it's good stuff everything. So, so, you're never ever going to be in a situation of Yechud, even if a woman or the man has to go to the bathroom. If that's the case, it's possible, and that's how many of us can take on our locker, that the obligation to have an extra shamer in a car is not necessary. And even if you're traveling at night, and when we assume at night an extra shomer is always needed, so if you're at home with, a, with two men, we say at night two men is not good enough because of what, two men is only one shomer, and one, if one of them goes to sleep, then, then you're back to the situation of Yechud again. So Chazala obligated you to have an extra shomer at night. You need to have three men at night, or four women at night. If you're traveling in a car on a journey, even if it's night, then that wouldn't be necessary. Because the worry that one of them would fall asleep is almost non-existent because even if you do fall asleep in a car the moment the car stops you're going to wake up so th- 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 if there's any movement in the car if anybody moves two inches then you're going to get shoved from one side to the other you're not going to be able to sleep in a car you don't sleep comfortably in a car you just sleep it's a, a very um, light uneasy sleep and therefore the worry that somebody's going to fall asleep and the situation you will arise is non-existent so it's possible to say and that's how many of us can take on the halacha is one of the if you're traveling in a car even on a long distance you never need more than the basic number of people to get around the problem with you There's, the motorways are busy what does it make? whether it's lit no the car's coming by any car coming by can see more or less what's going on inside you there's a risk 
Let's be clear, a side road has got to be a really clear side road. Now, if I went around all the roads that you all live in, most of them are probably not considered side roads. I mean, my road is busy all night long. All night long. Um, And I'm pretty sure yours is as well. Uh, If you have a car an hour, you're already a busy road. And I I would venture to suggest that almost most true roads in northwest London have a car an hour. The cul-de-sacs, maybe, though. So if you live on, in a cul-de-sac, it's possible that there's no cars coming through that road at all during the night. But any other through road, I'm pretty sure. Yes, if you live on the riding, maybe you'd have a problem. But <laughs> and all night as well. All night, okay, so there we are. Suck. Got a camera in the car corner of the car. Some actually, some taxis do. Um, if you had a camera in the car, that would help. That would help. Somebody travelling with his wife and another woman, and then the whole question doesn't start. Because even if he stopped in the middle of a field and uh, the wife went to the bathroom, we still say that the principle of Ishtar Misham his wife, is a protector. Even when she's not around, she could come back at any moment. That remains in place, and that, therefore, in that situation, you don't need an extra woman at all. Even in the time of Hazali, you wouldn't need an extra woman. And the same vice versa, if a woman is travelling with a husband, and one other man and the husband goes off to the bathroom again that's not a problem because we have a rule of Baila Be'ir and that this would be a situation of Baila Be'ir and therefore there would be no problem of of Yechum on a small aeroplane or on a train where you have many many women and many men so you might be the only Jew or Jewess on the train or on the plane. So you go on an aeroplane, you're flying, you decide to get very cheap tickets at this you're flying Air India, and you're going to stop off at Instabul, and you're going to change, and make your way to Air Israel. 100 pounds a ticket. Billy the bush. Chances are you won't be the only Jew on the plane then. But, but you might be, you might be there, it's very possible, you might be the only Jew on the plane. And there you have women and men, non-Jews, who are not considered shamer, what do you do? So if, if there's a, a number, I mean, if it's a large airplane, you'll have a number of women, and we take on a number of women is always a shem, is always a, a protection, even if the women are non-Jewish. But men non-Jews is not considered a protection. So if you're on a small airplane, you're flying, you know, on this propeller plane, take you across. Uh, when I used to go to America for for Al Qaeda, I used to fly across Michigan Lake, which is about a 20-minute flight from one side from Chicago to Detroit. A 20-minute flight. I drove would have taken me six hours. So you go all the way around the lake, takes about six hours, and on, on a propeller plane, you go into a propeller plane which is about the size of, you know, about three people. It's absolutely tiny. Why isn't that problem of Yechudah? Why isn't that problem of Yechudah? 
So here life gets a bit more complicated, and here we have to go down the, the, the discussion we discussed a number of uh, shurim ago. Is there a, a, a protection called mirsus where if a person gets into trouble, if a person will get into trouble, will, is that enough of a protection? Now here you have a, a pilot, let's say, and a woman who's on the on the on the plane. Uh, who's flying in this propeller plane? This pilot, if he would leave his post, even if he put it on autopilot, but if he would leave his post and, and do anything which was not considered correct inside an airplane, he's going to lose his job and he'll probably sit behind bars for a while, etc., uh, etc. Et and therefore, he has a mercy, he has a fear of the authority over him. And then we have a chuva from the Chavis a very ancient chuva. In his time, he lived in, in the Arab countries where if uh, any male or female were caught in an act which was contrary to their religion, they would be killed immediately. He therefore said that Yichud doesn't apply, because the fear of the authorities finding out and Hashem killing you was so great that that overrides, that's the shame in Yichud's Yichud. So though we might not actually subscribe to that logic in today's world, but to say that somebody who's employed in, in, in an airplane, and he's supposed to be flying an airplane anyway, and in order for him to do anything wrong, he's going to have to stop the airplane and put on autopilot, and the chance of the risks are enormous. And if he gets caught, he's going to lose his job. There, that person is quite happy to say that you can rely on that fear that he's going to lose his job, and he'll be find out that you can rely on that. And the same is if you're in a, a, a public in a, in a train, there's a large number of people, even though technically in Hilfus Yechud, you might be considered a situation of Yechud, but if anybody did anything wrong in a, in a, in a train, in a public place with other people there, they're going to be reported immediately. No one's going to sit by and just ignore you. They're going to pick up the phone. Uh, with today's modern telephones, with, with uh, mobile phones, they're going to phone the police, and you're going to be arrested in five minutes. The chances of that happening, therefore, are almost zilch. We consider that the type of level of shmir, and that overrides the problem of Yechud. Plus, we have an extra, an extra uh, reason to allow situations like that is because there is a view in the Poskim, the Rishonim already mentioned some Poskim, not all the Poskim agree to it, but even though we say that a non-Jew is considered, is not considered a shamer, is not considered a protector, but when you have many men and many women together, it makes a difference whether they're Jewish or not Jewish. Many men and many women is not a situation of Israel. If you have three men and, and, and three women, or two men and three women, or three men and three women that come to most shitters, that would be considered a public situation. That's not considered a state of evil. So even though they're non-Jewish, and normally we say a non-Jew is not considered a shamer, but three men and three women, that's already a public situation. That's not evil at all. And therefore, most airplanes, most trains, most public places are not considered yichud whatsoever. Traveling with a child, traveling with a child, and as we've learned, that a child between the age of five, six, and nine is considered a shamer. If you're traveling with a child, that child is a shamer. The child between the age of six and nine is considered a shamer, and you're not in a situation of yichud whatsoever. So traveling with a child is one of the ways to get around the problem of yichud. And even to, even counting a night. Even if you want to be worried about that which Chazal said you need an extra shamer, and when it comes to a child you don't need an extra shamer. You're never going to allow a child to go off on their own to the bathroom. You're always going to go, go to the bathroom with a child, and therefore you're never going to be remain behind the situation of Yichud. The with a child gets around the problem of Yichud, across the board, there's no issues there at all. Have we covered all the areas of, of travelling? A list. 
So most modern lifts are, are too short to be considered different. To get from ground floor to 10th, 11th, 12th floor is going to take you what, 15 seconds? It's usually very short. And not only that, you always have the worry that somebody's going to stop the lift on, on first floor, second floor, third floor. The amount of time it takes between the first floor, second floor, and third floor is very, very limited. So you're never in a situation of Yishul for time to be considered a problem of there is one view, there is one opinion, which is very interesting here, there is one view in Hilchus Yichud who holds that, like we say in the rest of the Hamathas of the Torah, Chatsi Shia, so in Torah, so a Chatsi Shia of Yichud is also also, but that's a big Kiddush, because it's not even a Chatsi Shia of Yichud, you're not Yichud at all. If you're in a situation where somebody's going to come in at any moment in time, or the door's going to open <laughs> within the, 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 the time frame of the Issa Yichud, then you're not, that's not Yichud at all, you haven't, you're not isolated. If you're not isolated, there's no problem with Yichud. The most possible take on in the lift today, there's very little worry. There's very, very little worry. Unless you're going on a lift which, which goes from ground, ground floor all the way up to floor 50, and it doesn't stop on the way, because it only stops on the way down, it doesn't stop on the way up. That can't happen on a Shabbos lift, for instance. Some Shabbos lifts go up without stopping, only stop on the way down don't stop going up or the other way around then you could technically have a problem if it's a, a, a large building and, and a minute yeah. minute, some say five minutes yeah, I would say a minute you, you have to get in, in, in a public building but, the, 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 but again, how long would it take for you to get to the floor that you want to get to? very quick, so then you're not in a situation of Yichud. No, because you're not in a situation of Yichud. If you're not in a situation of Yichud, you're fine. Unless you want to be from. If you want to be really from, get out. That's, that's right, take the stairs. <laughs> I think the label would be lucky is not on a very high floor. Fifth. Fifth. We've had people shouting up to the 10th, 11th. Okay, there's one more area of Yichud which you want to discuss. We're running out of time. I want to talk about this area because this is very, very interesting, and it's um, it's actually very practical. Though most scenarios we can actually get around. And this is our lacha, which we call a, a an internal room coming off an external room. So let's picture. Let's just picture two rooms. This is one room. We're inside one room, and you have coming off at the back there another door which goes into another room. And behind this room there's another room, which the only way to get in and out of that room is through this main room that we are in. And then there's a door which takes you to the, outer, to the inner room. And we'll talk about a scenario where in the outer room there's women, and in the inner room there's men. Let's talk about where there's two women in the outer room, and 50 men in the inner room. Now, the, man, the men will stay in that room, they're partying, they're having a good time, they're, they're playing games, they're schmoozing, they're talking, and they're having a great, great time. Then, no intention for them to come out, not for another three, four hours. Absolutely no intention whatsoever. They're, they're having a good time in there. The women here are sitting around, getting the food ready, or doing whatever they're doing, enjoying themselves, schmoozing, yapping in this room. Chazal tell us a very interesting thing. If you have that outer room, the external room, the inner room, we're going to call it, I should call it the inner room, the inner room, with men, and the outer room with women. It could be the other way around as well, though the other round would have slightly different, different dynamics to it. M- women on the outside, men on the inside, with the door closed but not locked. That is a situation of Yechud. That's a situation of Yechud. Again, we'll get the facts, well let's get the facts and I'll explain to you why. You have a room here with two women in, right? You all gone home, I'm giving you shit to two women today. There's two women here. 
and there's another room over there coming off it with a door and inside that room there's a number of men so now if you would walk into that room we said that office would be no problem here because there's a number of men there but we have the door, if we have the door open so both rooms are considered one no yichud, because there are ten men in there there's two women here, it's not a situation of yichud if you close that door not locked, it's closed you now have a situation of yichud yes, except there's other entrances so here we're talking about a room where there's no other entrances you have one room there, a room here and for the men to be able to get out they have to come through the room where the women are even if there's no man in the inner room, that's the situation of Yehud. Or at least Chazal said we have to worry about the situation of Yehud and we don't allow that, that this scenario to take place. You're not allowed to remain, two women and as many men as you like in the back room. Because we're worried that one of the men will... Can you imagine, they're having a party there, they're playing games, they're drinking. I don't know what men do when, when they're in a room on their own. They're dangerous. So one man might suddenly just slip out into the room where the ladies are inadvertently without anybody noticing and we will then have a situation of Yichud. So therefore Chazal said you're not allowed to allow yourself to be in that situation. You have to make sure that either the door's wide open, so then there's no situation of Yichud, because you can't just slip through when the door's open, it's one room. So if a man would, would walk from the back room to the front room, he would be noticed by the other men, so that's not a situation of Yichud. Or you lock the door from the inside, meaning that the woman, the women lock the door from the from their side, so the men can't get in. They want to get in, they've got to bang and scream and shout. And you don't let them in straight away, right? You leave them stupid for a little bit. And then you let them in. And that, that, that situation, that's not a situation of Yechud. If the door's closed, but not locked, that's the situation of Yechud. Now that's, that's quite a frightening scenario, this. This is a scenario that you will find in numerous, numerous situations. You're in an office block. You live in your office. You have an inner room where all the hierarchy, right? CEO, second in command, just third in command, that's where they spend their day wasting their time and all the secretaries are in the outer room it's a very common scenario in, in offices and all the secretaries in the outer room right, the, 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 the hierarchy don't need the door open, they don't want the secretaries hearing all the schmooze around, the football schools that are discussing so what do they do, they close the door you now could be in a situation of yichud you have men inside you've got two secretaries outside and a few men in the inside you might have a situation of Yichud. If the inner men will come backwards and forwards regularly, then I don't have a problem. Because if one man would come out, he's worried that another man might slip out. A few minutes later. But if they are well entrenched, they're in a meeting, they're in a board meeting. Inside there, all the men, 20 men in the board meeting, with the door shut, not closed, not locked, but shut, and your two secretaries are sitting outside, you could have a serious situation of Yichud. You could have a situation of Yichud. Middle of nowhere, you know, you, you wouldn't even dream of it. What am I doing? I'm in a board meeting. You could have a situation. Of course. So if we had a window which could, you could see through, that wouldn't be a problem because that would be a Pesach Pesach. If you had the door open, that wouldn't be a problem. If you had men coming in and out from the outside, that wouldn't be a problem. If you had three women, that wouldn't be a problem. If you had the secretary with a mother and a daughter, that wouldn't be a problem, etc., etc. Or if you had your, your husband was in there and you were the wife and the secretary, that wouldn't be a problem. All the halakhs of the would apply. But the scenario, which is, doesn't seem to be a situation of yichud at all, because there's ten men in there and two women here, and we know that two men is already not yichud. But in this situation, since they're in a board meeting over there, and they're not going to come back to the board, you might find yourself actually in what Chazal would consider what we call a cheder cheder, a situation of yichud. There is one color which actually the Mr. Brewer takes on, but we try to, we try not to pass on that. That is, if the men would lock themselves in. 
even though the women haven't locked the door from their side, that would also be sufficient enough to be considered a shmir. Because if somebody wanted to get out, they'd have to unlock the door, and that's already considered a, a shmir. Locking the door, even the men's side locking the door, is considered a shmir. Though most Muslims don't agree with that. Most Muslims can take on, if the men lock the door, then they can open the door, and one of them can slip out. <coughs> Only if the women lock the door would that help. Only if the women would lock the door would that help. Yes? It doesn't make a difference, because the moment he comes out, he's in a situation of Yechud. Therefore, even before he comes out, it's already a situation of Yechud. But if she's got her room locked, that's fine. If she's got her room locked, that's fine. So, if you had a lodger in your attic, if you had a lodger in your attic, you're a single woman living downstairs, or two women living downstairs, and you had a lodger living in your attic, he doesn't have anything to do with you. He comes in the house, and he runs upstairs, and he locks his, shuts his door, and he closes the door. But since he's in a situation, that would be a, a, a scenario of a cheder lefnim mecheder. Even if he's not out in your room, he's not downstairs where you are. He's upstairs in his attic. He's miles away. That itself is already a situation of yichud because he's, got, he, he's upstairs. He could come down. Any scenario where the man could and sometimes needs to come via where the women are and therefore could easily get away with it by coming down, that would consider a situation of yichud. If you were in part of the house where you could lock your door so the lodger can be upstairs and if he would come down he'd find a locked door but he couldn't access the area where the women are that's fine if there isn't such a scenario there's no situation where you can lock your door only he can lock his door then we have a bit of a problem is there a way out? there's many ways out don't have a lodger then try and find a way to put, the, to put the, some sort of have a woman lodger or try and find a way where you, where the female is, it can be um, it can be behind a locked door, etc., etc. It doesn't help you because because one of them come down. Doesn't help you unless they one of them would come down regularly. Unless they, they they're coming in now all day long, and then that would be okay. But two would be considered pesach b'shua. But at night, you don't problem. No problem. Let's stretch it a little bit further, and this is very very interesting. What would happen if I had two rooms adjacent to each other, not one behind the other, but two rooms adjacent to each other, where they have a common stairwell? So, in order for stairwell, a common hallway, in order for room A has two women in it, and room B has one man living in it. Well, two men, does really make a difference. Three men, four men, two separate, two separate houses, two separate rooms, one adjacent to each other. In order for either of them to go out to the street, they have to pass through this common hallway. A common hallway. A hotel would be an example. But they have to pass through a common hallway. Is that a similar situation to two rooms, one internally, or is it not a similar, a similar situation? Meaning like this. Just like there, we're worried that maybe somebody would, one of the men would come into the room where the ladies are. Are we worried here? You have two rooms next to each other, opening up onto a common hallway, if they opened up to the street, we're not worried. But they open up to a common, a common area, so the man could slip out of his room and slip into the lady's room. And we could have a situation of Yechud. Are we worried about that, or are we not worried about that? Do we say Chazal spoke about two rooms, one behind the other, and where the inner room can only access the outside by going through the outer room? And that, in that situation, we were worried that maybe the man would come through and there'll be a situation of Yechud. Are we worried even about two rooms adjacent to each other? Now, this is a huge machlekes. A huge, huge machlekes. The Binas Adam takes on the two rooms adjacent to each other is also a situation of Yechud. So you can have 
two rooms adjacent to each other with a common hallway, one woman, uh, one or two women in one room, and the man in the other room, that would be considered a situation of Yehud. Hazni said no such thing. Hazal spoke about one room behind another room. He never, they never spoke about this in our room. They didn't speak about a room if you've got two exits. They never spoke about that. They only spoke about a room where the men have to come through the, the front room, the inner, the outside room to get out. That's what they, they spoke about. Anything else they speak about? But the Venus father said no. The reason of Hazal is because we're worried that the man might enter into the, in the area where the women is. Women are. In this situation, they, they also might worry. Now, this is a very, very, very big problem for a number of reasons. Hotels would be a problem because any hotel room okay let's go slowly any hotel room you're coming out to a common area right okay so you go to a hotel they lock the doors agree so if you lock your door you're fine if you don't lock your door if your door's closed be left on the latch because it's Shabbos and you don't want to you don't want to lock it because it's electronic uh, you, you have a problem you could have a serious problem in a hotel you might no, because you don't have a problem of opening it. The only problem is getting into it, it's not getting out of it. Depends how sophisticated the hotel is, doesn't it? Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. You've been in more hotels than I have. But, but, but the theory of it is there. The theory of it is there. Let's take it one stage further. You have a house in Golders Green. Now, the fashion in Golders Green is to turn a single house into two flats, three flats, four flats. So you have, let's talk about a two flat, an upstairs flat and a downstairs flat. In, in Living Gateshead, you have an upstairs flat and a downstairs flat. You come through a common stairway, common stairway. The upstairs lives two men, two students. Downstairs lives an elderly lady, two ladies, three, etc. Two ladies, two girls, whatever it may be. And you're in a comfortable environment. You're not worried about any intruders. So you leave your door on the latch. You have walk around with keys. Why do you want to walk around with keys? So you leave your door unlocked. It's shut, but it's unlocked. And you come in, you go out, you come in, you go out. That situation will be a situation of Yehud, according to the Venus Sodom. Because the gentlemen from upstairs, when they come down, could easily enter into the downstairs flat. They could push the door open, enter in there. Nobody would know. It's open. That's the situation, according to the Venus Sodom, of two rooms adjacent to each other, which would be a problem of Yehud. Kunt Chaznish, that's no problem whatsoever. That's no problem whatsoever. Because he says, Chazal never spoke about that case. If they never spoke about that case, then the Yichud doesn't start until they're actually inside the room. We try to avoid it if we can. In situations where we can't, we will, uh, we will rely on Chazanish if we can add to it another, you know, some other colour, to, to even, if, uh, even if the colour we wouldn't normally rely on. It, it, it's a, a view that we would take into account in, in certain situations. So another example where it would be relevant is if somebody is staying in, say, the Ezra Lamarpa flat for Shabbos. So the Chassid husband or a child is in a hospital over Shabbos and they're using the Ezra Lamarpa flat. And, and in that flat there's a couple of rooms. You have uh, two or three rooms. And in the same Shabbos there's another gentleman there who's staying in the flat because you could have a serious problem with Yichud. You could have a serious problem with Yichud. You might not realize who's staying there until you actually get there. It could be Friday afternoon, hour before Shabbos. You have a problem with Yichud. So yes, if you lock yourself in your room, you may be fine. But, sorry? But while you get there is a problem. And if the bathroom's outside of the room, you have a problem. So you could, these scenarios could really be, it's a problem even if, even if you're not in a common room. You're in two separate rooms. You're in a problem because you're in a situation where you can easily come to a situation of Yechud. That's all, that itself is already a problem of Yechud and is, needs sorting out. And of course, offices, as we spoke about, you can have an office block with two, or three, four rooms. Different, different offices next to each other and all use a common stairwell. 
you could again have a situation of yichud if the offices are not locked, the doors are closed, will not locked, or they don't have any windows, etc., etc., etc. All these situations, you're going to have to find ways around, either by giving keys and telling other people to walk in regularly, so there's always a person to show up, or by having glass windows there, or by making sure that you're behind a locked door so the men can't walk in. All these types of, or there's enough women there, or enough men there in the room at the time to, to prevent that from being a situation of yichud, you have a shame. If you can do that, you've got around the problem of yichud. The, the halachas of yichud are so vast, they, they, they really do, you, you will encounter them in many, many, many areas of life. And if you're not aware, I don't expect anybody to remember the nuances and the halachas of yichud that we've discussed. But what I hope we do remember is the awareness, just the awareness of, of yichud, that there are situations of yichud which will come up in many, 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 many different times and scenarios in your life. And if we know that there's a situation in so we pick up the phone and we ask, at least we know we can ask. If you get a, a, an, an A to have to get around it, you'll get around it. Most situations of Yechud can be circumvented. They really can, with a little bit of out-of-the-box thinking. Sometimes it's a quite out-of-the-box thinking, sometimes it's a bit less out-of-the-box thinking. But we can really get around most situations of Yechud. But you must be aware that these are situations of Yechud. You must be. And a pair is, is, is an enormous problem. A pair is an enormous problem of Yechud. The wife goes away, she goes to Chasna out of town. You're in a situation of Yechud, unless you've got children at home who are able to be ashamed of If there's no children at home, you have a real problem with Yechud. Unless you're going to say to the affair, lock yourself in the room and stay there. Lock yourself in the room and stay there. Though we, when it comes to a non-Jewish woman, we're not happy with locking the doors, actually. Because we, we assume that a non-Jewish woman will be quite happy to open the door. And therefore the situation of Yechud will arise. So even with a non-Jew, locking her door is not going to help you. So you do need to have uh, somebody else moving in for the night, or two people moving in for the night, etc., etc., to get around that problem of Yechud. There are many worries and situations of Yichud which will arise throughout our lifetime. We should give us that we should remember, we should be aware that these are situations of Yichud, we should have to at least ask the question. One, just one vod, very, very quickly, we really haven't got time, one vod, it's just three Purim, so we have to say vod and Purim. It's a vod which I came across today, I've come across it before, but I came across it again today, and it's such a beautiful vod, it really resonates with me in a really big way. A very simple, simple thought from the Sasemis. We say, La Yehudim Haisa Aira, Vesimcha, Vesasa in the Vikar. So he asked a very simple question. He says, why come the Megillah? Why didn't Esther write it? So I may use the terminology like a mensch. She wants to talk about Tayyar. She wants to talk about Yomtev. She wants to talk about Mila. She wants to talk about Tfilin. So she should have said, like, Yomtev, Mila, Tfilin. Why just why talk about it in a roundabout way? Ayo. Oh yeah, simple, sausage. Talk about it straight. Be open, be honest, be upfront. What are you covering here? And she said such a beautiful thing. He said, clearly saw in the time of Haman, before the time of Haman, up until the time of Haman, they also had Torah. They also had Yomtev. They also had Rismila. They also had Tfilin. But you know what they didn't have? You know what Amalek managed to do? And Western society manages to do to us on a daily basis, and this is the bane of our life. Do you know what it did? It took away our simchat hatayr. It took away our 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 oyer hatayr. We don't feel the light of there. We used to learn a piece of tayr, and we used to enlighten us. We used to we, we used to see the brightness, the, the tremendous light of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We used to come to Yom Tov. We used to feel it. The simchat of Yom Tov. at the seder night. The simchat of sitting at the seder night. The, the Couples of making Pesach were completely overridden, pushed aside by the thought of the tremendous Simcha of Yomtev. Who, who, what's that? We don't feel that Simcha of Yomtev anymore. 
the, the, the sausage of a brismila, the tremendous, tremendous connection, the feeling of, of external uh, happiness that a child will now be brought into uh, the British of Romovina and the Yikar, that unbelievable level of a trillion, that when a, a non-Jew would see trillion, he would run a mile, he couldn't take the, 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 the Yorumi Mecca, as Chazal tell us, the, the sight of trillion was enough to make a non-Jew just, just run. They say when the gone, when some, some uh, young non-Jews came to the base of the gone, he just took off his talis, and they saw him, and he just ran, he saw his trillion, and he ran, and they ran. That we, that's what the Western culture and Amalek, which is Western culture, managed to eradicate. They managed to, 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 to envelop us in this darkness that we don't have the light of prayer, even when we are learning prayer. We don't have the, 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 the simple of Yom We don't have the Sosom of Mila. We don't have the Yom Tov. The Yom Tov of Purim, the eradication of Amalek, brought back but not prayer. We have prayer. We brought back the it brought back the simcha of Yontem. It brought back the shosin of Amina and it brought back the ikar of Tzidah. Through the Yontem and through all the learning that was done, all the halachas and the dikmah halacha, we should appreciate not just that there's, there's Torah there. Of course we know there's Torah there. Of course you know that there's truth of HaKadosh Baruch But we should feel it. We should feel the light of Torah. We should feel the simcha of Yontem. And of course the simcha of Purim is, is an integral part of Purim if it's done in a halachically correct way. If it's not done halakhically correct way, then again, the monarchs just come along and dampen that simcha and turn it into a, into a, into a nonsense. It's not simcha. We should be like to feel the simcha of Yontav, the Sof Mamila and the Yikar. We should be through the, the tremendous schus of ki, the Kiyamateh and the Kiyamateh. And perhaps this simcha of Purim will be the beginning of the Golis Lema. We will be like to the, the true life of Akash Prophet. May we remain Amen.